and Happy New Year. Welcome back to Coffee, Cake, and Kegels. I'm your host, Stacy. And I thought, what better way to end this season, season three, with an episode about dating? Yes, you heard me. Dating. Just when you thought it was safe out there, and I'm totally kidding about that, being safe, right? Being safe out there. I don't think any of us really feel safe, but just go with it. So just when you thought it was safe out there to date, even scarier and not to rub it in, but I am so, so glad that I am not single right now. I don't mean to sound like a jerk. I really don't, but uh, I've just heard so many horror stories and new dating terms came out basically to replace old ones. And I thought I would share them with you because if you are single and you're out there and you are doing your thing, it's good for you to know these terms. And it was eye-opening and pretty funny and angering, if that's a word, for me also to learn these terms. So I mean, let's think of like some of the terms we already know. I mean, I'm, I'm 45 years old, so, you know, ghosting was something very foreign to me. So, but I think now like everyone knows what the term ghosting means. And if you don't, that's when you date someone and they end the relationship suddenly without even explaining anything to you or communicating with you and just completely disappearing. But now there are some newer terms and guys, honestly, I could not stop laughing until I got to the last term. And that's when it got me like pissed off. But you know, when something sparks emotion in me, Stacy's going to talk about it. So I have lots to say today. So what are these terms you may ask? Come on. I know you're asking. So let's go with the first one. You know, this is just hilarious to me. Okay. The first term is called roaching. You know, like those little annoying bugs that'll survive the apocalypse. Yeah. Roaching. Just ew. Ew. But it kind of stands true to the word. So let me tell you what it means. It means dating a bunch of people at one time. And you really need to be a magical circus juggler to be able to do this. I can't even have one husband, let alone carry on affairs with multiple people, like behind his back. Like that's just, I mean, do you know the kind of skill you have to have to do something like this? You have to be skilled. Um, it just, it just takes like a certain level of a lot of things, but my goodness, however, I was roached back in the day. (sighs) Is it roached? I really don't know. I mean, if these terms could be new and made up, I can make up how they are used grammatically, right? So here's my roaching experience or my roached experience. I met a guy at a bar in my youth and he was shorter than me, which was always a no, always a no for me. I was insecure, so I did not want to stand out any more than I normally did, being 5'8". He was was so funny. He was charming. He was cute. 
Turns out he was married with a newborn baby at home and already had a girlfriend on the side as well. Real stand-up guy. So roaching isn't really a new term. It is an, it's a new word for a cheater or someone who thinks the grass is always greener on the other side. Okay. So the next one made me wonder about what's happening to humanity as we know it. It is called apocalypsing. Ugh, I know, I know what you're thinking. Like, you know, as if this pandemic wasn't enough for survival of the fittest, it gets better. This is when someone takes every relationship too seriously, as if it were their last one. And I know, I know, come on, there are some of you out there, don't lie, who went out one night, met this guy, and was like, he's the one, I know it, he's the one, and clung to his every word, everything, all the time, because you were apparently apocalypsing. And okay. I have been guilty of doing this also in my youth. Meeting a guy out, dating for a little bit, and literally thinking, oh my God, he's the one, or could this be the one? So is this really apocalypsing, or is it just being hopeful in a crappy world that you could finally stop dating? Because let's face it, dating is miserable. It is. It's not fun. It's just not. It's, ah, I mean... Dating is like going out on a job interview. And, you know, really at the end of the day, I had to let my dog out, sorry. At the end of the day, job interviews are not fun either, right? It's not like you sign up and be like, I'm just going to go on, you know, I'm going to go on speed, speed job interviews, like all the speed dating and all that stuff that was popular. In my youth, that's what people were doing. They were doing speed dating. But anyway, I mean... It just, it just stinks. It just stinks. And if you're single and you're like going on these constant dates and everything else, God, I commend you. Okay. Hold on to your seat. This is the one. I mean, there's another one, but let's get this one out of the way. This is the one that really got to me. This is the one that really is shit on a platter like it's just terrible okay it's called negging yes you heard me correctly negging so at first I thought oh maybe this is short for negotiating like that sounds promising you know like maybe when you meet someone you're like okay so I like to hike you like to swim, so we have to have vacations where we can do both. You know what I mean? I was like, okay, maybe this is what it means, but uh, nope, I was way off. During my little research, I realized that I've been nagged, and a few times. Again, I don't know if that's grammatically correct, but whatever. I'm making up my own words as I go. So I'm gonna, of course, tell the story. And I'm totally gonna call him out. So hi Neil, if you're if you're listening. Okay, so I met this guy Neil in a bar. Oh God, I sound like an alcoholic. In a bar when I was 22 years old. 
And from the start, he really wasn't nice, yet he was flirtatious. Remember that for later, which is a really weird combo, right? Like, it's like when the boy in school likes you when you're little, but yet he calls you names kind of thing, which means he doesn't like you, right? We have to kind of like change our mindset with that and teach our daughters, you know, and our sons that if you make fun of somebody, you clearly don't like them. It's not that you, oh, he just likes you. No, no, that's not true. So the first thing he did, he was he commented on my hair. My hair is naturally curly and it was curly that night. And he said to me, he doesn't like curly hair. And then he commented on my coat. And I was like, this guy is such a jerk. And then he's like, so can I get your number? And I literally laughed. I was like, you want my number? And he was like, yeah, I want your number. And I said, okay, um, that's really weird, but I'll give you my number. And I'm like, he is never even going to call me because why, you know, he doesn't, He's not even interested at all, and that's totally fine. But, you know, I was insecure, just always, you know, like wanting to be in a relationship. I had never been in one. I never had like a boyfriend at this point. You know, I, I don't know. I just was like, oh, you know, maybe I could date someone, you know, who's an asshole, yay! Anyway, um, so, I did not think he was going to call me. I gave him my number and he called and he asked me if I wanted to go out to dinner. And I said, yes, you know, and we decided to meet at his house right there. I was like, that's weird. I didn't want to pick him up. I didn't want him to pick me up because I wanted to be able to leave, you know, like in case it wasn't going well, I had an escape plan, you know, like, oh, I have to leave. I have work in the morning or whatever. I get to his house and he tells me that we can't go out because he had to stay home and wait for his little brother because his father was at work, blah, 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 red flag, just big, big red flag. So he said, let's hang out here. And stupid Stacy was like, okay. (laughs) So we went into his basement and we were hanging out and the insults just kept coming. I mean, nonstop. Nonstop, he touched my shirt between his two fingers and he asked me where I shopped. And I said, this sweater is from The Gap. And he's like, well, it looks like it's from Walmart. And then he was staring at my face and I said, what? He's like, do you wear makeup? I said, yeah, I have makeup on. He goes, well, you can't really tell. And I said, isn't that the point? You know, that's when I was just like, you know what? I'm going to leave. I this he's like I'm just sitting here being insulted by him and it's just it's just not for me, you know? So I left and by the way, he was trying to like make out and I just wasn't feeling it. I just wasn't feeling it, you know? I just I'm like you're just a jerk. So anyway, when I left, I'm like god, he'll never I'll never hear from him, him again, which is perfect. But he did call me a month later and asked me to hang out. And let me tell you, I told him that, you know, I'm like, what do you have, nothing better to do tonight that you're calling me to go out? And he was like, 
no, oh, that's, that's, that's messed up. And I'm like, is it messed up? I'm like, what are you going to tell me? Let's go out and we're going to, I'm going to come meet you somewhere. And you're going to tell me that you have to go home because you have to be there for your brother. And he was like, uh, uh, to mind you, the brother never came home. The brother was supposed to get home at a certain time, never came home. So who knows if he even had a brother, you know? But anyway, and then I saw him years, years later again, and he came up to me and was flirting with me. And I was just like, you leave me alone, dude. Like, I, I don't get you. And then my sister said, she's like, well, he probably like, really liked you. And I'm like, yeah, okay. Well, he could keep it and show it up his ass. Anyway, long story short, he was negging me. So what is negging, you ask? Negging is when men make deliberately rude remarks towards women expecting to pique their interest and undermine their confidence at the same time. Basically, it is nothing more than control, manipulation, and making this small man feel good about himself. So there are four characteristics of negging. The first one is criticism that only makes you feel worse. The second is making you feel undesirable. The third is they blame you for their bad behavior. And the fourth is they do not respond in a healthy way to your concerns. Why are men, and yes, some women, doing this? Because they think the person will feel confused. Think about what I mentioned earlier about why would this guy who was insulting me want my number? That confused the crap out of me, I'm not gonna lie, right? Like I said, I'm like, why would you want my number? And if they're confused, they will naturally want to cling on to this person because they're looking for their approval, right? So, you know, think about just growing up in general, we're always searching for approval. A lot of times we're searching for the approval of our parents, of our siblings, of our grandparents or whoever. And this is just so damaging to people's self-esteem and mental well-being. It's just so wrong. So here are some examples of negging. Oh, and some of these I've heard also, which enraged me even more, but also reminded me of how far I've come, you know, and how grateful I am to have my partner in life, you know, because he loves me for who I am and, you know, that's just more important than anything. But anyway, here are some examples. You're pretty for your size. Ugh, burns me up. I usually go for blondes, but you're cute. I yell at you because you get me mad. Or you're being ridiculous. I was just kidding. So negging can happen anywhere, in a relationship or even in the workplace. It's important for you to be able to recognize it. So when I was reading all this, I sat back and I said, you know, this is not a new term. This is an old term for the word narcissist, right? I mean, it's not new. It's just not. <laughs> and those behaviors are typical behaviors of a narcissist. That's exactly how they operate when they are in relationships. All of them, like every single one. What's even scarier is that when I looked this up, there were men taking pride in this behavior. 
Now, I don't watch the show Love Island, and there's a UK version apparently, which I don't watch either. And the contestant, there's a contestant on the show, his name is Danny, and he said to the girl that it was his love interest, I, I knock you down a couple of pegs, have a little banter with you. Which right there, I mean, is so crappy to tell someone. I knock you down a few pegs. So I really think you're beautiful and you're amazing. And I don't even think I'm worthy of you, your attention because I'm not. So let me knock you down to my level or whatever the case is or below his level, whatever he thinks he is. Then he said to her, you're like a matte black Lamborghini that I want to drive, but I put the key in and it just doesn't work. I've changed a couple of parts and it still doesn't work. It's still in the garage. Could you imagine telling that to somebody? Basically like, you're useless. That's basically what he's saying, you know? Like, you're beautiful, but you're useless. I just, whatever. So, I was reading articles about this and so many people were like saying how, like it's a new dating trend and all this stuff. And I'm like, I don't know if I'd call it a trend. It's narcissism, it's always been here. It's always been around. It's a, it's abuse. Let's, let's call it what it is. Okay. You know, I can't stand when people say things like, um, this is off topic, but this is in the same realm of where people don't call things what, what it is. So when an article, like the title of an article reads underage girl, um, sexually assaulted by man, it should read um, child molested by pedophile. That's what it should say, but it doesn't, right? So let's call things what they are because we are, we want the truth, right? We want transparency. So that's what it is. It is abuse from a narcissist, plain and simple. Ugh, when did the world become this way? Like, welcome to the new world where toxic dating trends and people take the internet. This apparently was making like this was like a huge twitter trend that day that that show aired like whatever love island you know god forbid there's like a good deeds trend you know like who saved the day and everyone on the internet's talking about it but no this is what makes you know news um but here's one that's going to make you feel better so just when you think all hope is gone it is not it is not there is still a new dating term that is positive. I'm not crazy about the name, but it's called hardballing. I know you want to laugh. I know. So, so many jokes could be made here and so many innuendos, but I will not. So what is hardballing, you ask? This means that before you even go on your first date with somebody, you let them know all of your expectations. Up front, there's transparency, it's truthful, it's honest, you'll probably never hear from them again, just kidding. Uh, but it's a great way to weed out the bad and weed out who you don't want. So let's talk about this, okay. So could you imagine 
okay, so you're on Tinder, whatever, you're swiping away, whatever the hell you do on Tinder or Hinge or whatever. I don't even know the new, I don't even know the new sites, whatever. Even though I did an episode on this, but they changed so rapidly. I have no, no clue what's in as of right now in 2022. So you're swiping away and a guy, you know, I don't even know what they do. Winks at you, whatever, says hi. And you say, look, I'm going to hardball you. This is what I want, okay? This is what I'm expecting. This is what I'm looking for. If you cannot provide this, then we will not even bother. Uh, I don't know if that's going to go necessarily in your favor or go against you. I'm just saying, you know, um, like I said, it's bad enough dates are like interviews. So this would be um, a little aggressive, I think. I don't know. I think it's a great idea to be truthful and transparent, obviously. But I feel like maybe like a first date, I guess it's to say, yeah, I mean, I don't know. I don't know. I'd love to know your thoughts on it. I really would. I wish this was like an open forum where people can respond because I would just love to hear other people's opinions on this. I think it's great to be transparent. Absolutely. But I feel like, I don't know, maybe it's just a little too much when you first want to meet somebody, you know, because you can meet somebody and, you know, maybe you're not hitting it off like through texting or whatever, because the person really isn't a good communicator with texting, but you meet in person and things just flow, you know, like I never thought I was going to marry my husband point. That's my point. You know, like we met on match.com even though we went to high school together, but that's a whole other story. We met on match.com and the conversation was terrible. I mean, I'm sure I've mentioned this on an episode or whatever. The conversation, I'm telling you, I felt like I was talking to a wall and I'm a talker, I'm a communicator. And this was just the most difficult conversation to have. It was like stabbing toothpicks in my eyes. And, um, you know, I just, I'm like, there is nothing there. Like, we can't even have a conversation. And then when we met in person, he was talking. And we had a lot of, like, common things in common. And we had, we shared a lot of, like, childhood friends and things like that. And I was like, oh, you know, like, he's, he talks. So it's so hard to just judge people, especially if so many people today are meeting through the internet. You know, it's so hard to just judge someone on their inbox. You know, I mean, listen, he wrote a lot as one word and I deleted his first email because I was a snooty bitch. And I'm like, ah, if you spell a lot as one word, you are stupid and we cannot talk. Meanwhile, like half the population spells a lot as one word. And I'm just going to give you a hint. If you are one of those people who spells a lot as one word, ask yourself, is a little one word or two? See, see what I did there? Right, it's two words, so is a lot. See, and that's the snooty bitch of me coming back out. Anyway, I just, you know, I don't know. So about that whole hardballing thing, I don't know. Maybe there could be something like softballing. I mean, oh, wait a sec, I can make that one up. I should take to Twitter with my new term, softballing. It's where you gently put your intentions out on the table. (laughs) Oh, 
I don't know guys, but happy new year. I don't believe in resolutions. I don't know if you do. Uh, I just don't believe in resolutions. I believe in making changes. I don't, I don't, the resolutions to me are just like, I don't know. I feel like there's so much pressure and they make people feel really shitty about themselves if they can't hold up their end of the deal, you know? So like, let's say, you know, I hate the term new year, new you. I can't stand that. That's like the diet industry bullshit. I do not buy into, but there, the, every day of the new, every day of the year is a, is a day to change. And I get it. You know what? With the freshness of like January 1st, there's something about January 1st, right? That makes you feel like renewed, like something is going to change, whatever, but nothing can change without you, without you. And nothing can change without a little commitment and drive and motivation. And I'm not talking about diets. I'm talking about life in general. So that's why I don't make resolutions. I prefer absolutes. So, you know, if I'm going to do something, I am going to do it and make sure I accomplish it. And like last year, I wanted to work on my health. This year, I'm going to heal myself. This is the year, 2022. There's so many twos. Look up angel number, look up angel number 222. Just... We are like, this is such an amazing time, right? So it's all good stuff. It's all good stuff. I know some people are like, I don't know what what 22, you know, 22 is going to bring and they're worried or they're nervous or they're anxious about it. Don't go into this year with that attitude. Go into this year with, you know, hope for adventure, hope for yourself, your growth, Um, have an abundance mindset, right? Like things flow to you. Never ask for money, FYI. But things flow to you. Things come to you. And you're going to see. It'll be a year of just that, abundance in all areas. So I did that last year, last New Year's. I, you know, I said a prayer. And I went in with that mindset of abundance and growth. And I did have a year of that. Sure, I had... I had setbacks, I had hiccups, health-wise, you know, but it's because my body is healing, and sometimes when we heal, we have to have a little pain, right? So, I'm going to start season four with a story that really touched me, and I wanted to give you guys a heads up. I will be recording that episode January 12th. Not sure exactly what time yet. It's up in the air, but be on the lookout for it. Um, So uh, I met this woman whose father died in the hospitals when he had COVID. And her, their, their story really touched me. It made me cry. It made me feel lots of different emotions, anger, sadness, just so many different emotions for their family. And she is fighting tirelessly to expose what's been going on in some of the hospitals across the country. She created a group. She's working with advocates all over the United States. She's working with lawyers 
um, all over the United States because people have been mistreated and their patient bill of rights has not been followed, which is illegal. So I am interviewing her. Well, she's co-hosting. I really don't interview. I make it very calm and easy and just free-flowing. So if you can um, listen to her story, everything is legitimate. It's not hearsay. It's not... Um, it's, it's backed by science. If you're a person who's a, you know, believer in science, it is backed by science and, um, it's heartbreaking. And I think it'd be really great for other people to hear her story. Not to, not that I want you to feel sad or anything like that, but it's really good for you to be educated and know your rights and know if you have a loved one or yourself goes into the hospital for this virus, you are treated properly and get the proper care. So with that said, thank you again for listening. Happy New Year. And I wish you abundance in all things. And as always, thank you so much for listening. Please subscribe to this podcast if you enjoy listening to it. That would be amazing. Thank you so much and have a great day. Thank you.